Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ace Ride With Us podcast. Now, normally, you'd be hearing my co-host Clint Novak's voice by now. Unfortunately, he was unable to join us this week to record, but no worries. We're already hard at work on the next episode. So, in the meantime, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this bonus minicast this month, featuring Ace member Andrew Locke as he interviews the Zachary family. Enjoy. This is yet another segment in the continuing series of Coaster's Run in the Family. And today I've got another family with me here. I've got the Zacharies here today. Hey, Zacharies, who are you? Tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Joel Zachary, the son of the Zachary family. <laughs> and I'm Mark Zachary, the father of the Zachary family. All right, great. So we've got father and son today. And this is all about families and families enjoying coasters, enjoying a passion and hobby together. Joel, you're the son. So how old are you, Joel? I'm 16. 16. Okay. Middle teenager. Okay. Got it. Let's go ahead and talk through some things to discuss here. First thing, how long have both of you been a part of ACE? Uh, our whole family actually joined in 2013, which is when we started riding roller coasters a lot. Okay. So we you say your whole family, do you mean more than just you and your father? Uh, yes. Our mother is also a part of ACE. Uh, so about seven years now. Excellent. Ex- so you joined seven years ago. What inspired you to join ACE? What was the reason or reasons? Uh, well, we had seen ACE landmark signs at some parks that we had visited and ridden some of those coasters. And a number of friends had recommended that we join. So we did, especially knowing that we were going to be visiting a lot of parks in the coming years. Okay, interesting. So friends had suggested you join. So you mentioned that some friends got you to join, but you said originally you got the idea because you had seen some landmarks, some coasters you had ridden. I'm just curious which coasters those were, if any that you remember. Probably the first ones were the ones in Southern California. Revolution, as we started on our trips, we uh, we rode many of them and probably have ridden about 75% of the ACE landmarks since. Awesome. Revolution, of course, considered to be one of the first uh, modern looping coasters, vertical loop. Excellent. That actually brings up a good point. So you guys are in Southern California. Is that where you live? It is. You guys and I have something in common. One, I used to live in that area. I lived in San Diego a couple times in my life across a number of years and also lived in Northern California. So I know the parks and coasters in California very well. I've been in all the major parks there and some of the smaller ones. And now I live in Orlando. All of us are very, very blessed and lucky that we are uh, year-round coaster riders. We're not the ones that have an off-season. Exactly how we feel. Excellent. Yeah, that's the reason why I moved to Florida, leaving California. I couldn't really go anywhere else and still be happy coaster-wise. All right. You've been an ace now for six, seven years. So uh, what have you found that you like or love about ACE after joining? Well, we love the magazine, all the news that we get, the events. I would say we really especially enjoy meeting other people who share our passion for roller coasters. Okay, that's great. That's a pretty good round summary of you'd like the the news, the magazines online and printed ones and whatnot, the events, the people you've met. Okay, that's great. You really couldn't ask for much more. And we'll probably talk more about specifics of some of those a bit later here, but that's great. It sounds like you already mentioned that your entire close family there, uh, the mother and father and son there, Joel, you guys are all ACE members. Are there any other ACE members, maybe extended family, maybe cousins or aunts and uncles or whatnot that are a part of ACE or join in your coaster pursuits? Uh, no, actually. It's, it's just the two of us that really do all the roller coaster riding. My mom just comes to the park with us because she really enjoys the look of the park. She enjoys sitting around. She enjoys people watching, as she likes to call it. But she doesn't ride the roller coasters. She likes to hold all of our stuff. And her nickname that she's guarded over our many years of coaster riding is our Sherpa which we affectionately always refer to her as. That's great. I love it. I love it. I was, you were describing that. I was thinking, 
okay, if you don't mention, I'm, I'm going to have to ask, does she actually help with your belongings? You don't have to rent lockers and kind of go back and forth with that. It's always nice when a whole group can join on the coasters. But then again, when there's one person that doesn't want to go on a certain coaster, it does make certain things easier for the rest of the groups. That's great. It's really nice that she kind of shares with you, even though she doesn't want to ride the ride, she still shares the experience with you. I like that. So, you know, we always try to find parks that have uh, things that she will enjoy to do as well. You know, for example, one of her favorite parks is Trips Drill in Germany because they have wine tasting and, <laughs> and, uh, and other uh, fun things for, uh, for her to do as well. Very nice. Wine tasting. I enjoy that, too. It's not a ace-related or coast-related thing, but certainly something I do enjoy, so I can relate for sure. What has made a difference for you being a part of ACE? What has it done for you? I mean, you mentioned, for example, you know, you've met other people with similar interests, maybe made friends from that, getting news about the coasters, joining the events. But is there anything beyond that that you can say that ACE has done for you? Sure. We really feel connected to a larger worldwide community. I think on more than one occasion, I've sat on a roller coaster and looked at the person next to me and saw they were wearing an ACE t-shirt or sweatshirts, and you just strike up a conversation. Some occasions then have continued walking around the park with that person. And then of course become friends on social media. And then you find out that we have other ACE members in common. And that this can be people who live in different parts of the country that even I've never visited. Going to parks and just meeting people and going to events and meeting people from ACE has really, I think, enhanced our whole experience of coaster riding. Great. That's awesome. I've had similar experiences myself. I was in Shanghai just about a year ago and I was online. Not my first ride, but one of my many rides that I rode on Tron there. It's an amazing coaster. I loved it. Just people kind of saw the shirt I was wearing, realized I was a coaster enthusiast and it was a father and son couple, actually just like you guys, and started talking and we wound up hanging out the rest of the day and going on multiple rides on Tron and Pirates and, and some other things and a lot of fun. It was really cool. You know, I was doing a solo trip. I was there for work and, you know, made a couple of friends that I still keep in touch with. I, I love those kind of stories. Now, you mentioned earlier that one of the things you've enjoyed about ACE, and understandably, I've been there too, is going to the ACE events. You know, and we didn't necessarily talk about specifics, but maybe we can talk about a specific now. What is your best memory of an ACE event or, or what event sticks out for you the most in terms of some positive experience? There was an event a little while ago that was at Magic Mountain, and I remember getting there with one of my best friends, Ellie, and we walked in and immediately as we were picking up the badges, we saw a family friend and his son, and we got to talk to them for a little while, so we got to walk around the park with them. And then I went away with Ellie because my dad wanted to go do some stuff and talk to some people and things like that. And it was just a wonderful day. It's the first time she ever went to Magic Mountain and having it be under an ACE event made that whole experience just that much better to show her what the crown jewel of doing Magic Mountain is like. So we got to explore the entire park. We got to you know, take the tram up and down. We got to do all these different roller coasters. And she's a huge roller coaster enthusiast, but doesn't get the chance to do a lot of roller coasters. So being able to treat her to this event, to being able to do this, was it was so much fun. It's something that we always bring up when we're just talking about coasters in general. That's awesome. Do you remember how long ago the event was? What event it was? Like what was special about the ACE event? It was if you July check, of last year. Did you get behind the scenes, get to walk beyond public areas, like around a coaster, get close up to a coaster? We got to do that panel thing. We did not get to do that. There was there was an, a panel with park management talking about what was coming to the park. I think that's when they were talked about West Coast Racers. 
reason why I ask is, as I mentioned earlier, that I uh, used to live in Southern California and I was, I was an ACE member and Magic Mountain was one of my home parks. I've been to a couple of ACE events there. Most recently it was about three years ago before I moved to Florida. It was ERT on Twisted Colossus. And along with that, we got to walk in Six Flags only areas, uh, getting close up to Twisted Colossus and actually Goliath because it's right there, right next door. So that was really fun. It's funny if it was the same event. That's why I asked. I'm looking here. It looks like it was September 2018. Okay. We did not get to do any behind-the-scenes tours or anything. Got it. Got it. Okay, we'll go ahead and continue. So, Joel, so you brought a friend with you, and you got to show her Magic Mountain, and she'd never been there before? Yeah, it was her first time going to Magic Mountain. Okay, wow. That's really exciting. So your best memory of being in an ACE event is really kind of the people aspect of things, sharing hobby or sharing this passion with someone, right? Yeah. My theory kind of just comes down to I can do roller coasters all day long with my dad and experiencing roller coasters is awesome. But as soon as I can bring that experience to someone who doesn't get that experience as much as we do, that kind of gives you a different heartwarming feeling because it was her first time there and just kind of seeing the wonder in her eyes is so special. I totally get it. I've had that experience many times in my life where I've taken a family member or a friend to a park they had either hadn't been to in a long time or had never been to. The most recent example I can think of of that, I've had that happen here in Florida. People have never been to Disney World and things like that. One of my fondest memories more recent was about three years ago when I still lived in Southern California. Uh, one of my good longstanding friends, she uh, loves coasters, loves parks, but she had never been to California Adventure. She'd been to Disneyland when she was much younger. So I got to take her to the new and improved, thank you, Bob Iger, Disney California Adventure, uh, which is an amazing park. Again, this is 2017 or so. And she got to experience all that great stuff, you know, Cars Land and Guardians and, and everything else. And, and we had such a great day. So yeah, I totally understand the, the people aspect. You know, these rides are fun no matter who we're with, theoretically speaking, but it's great to share that with someone and have that unique experience. That's awesome. Next question I have is for the two of you, father and son, perhaps both of you could answer this, kind of your own perspectives each. How would your lives be different if you weren't riding coasters together? First off, our lives would be so much more boring. One of the reasons that we try travel is to go do roller coasters and so many of my favorite memories are from trips that are to go seek out theme parks. There was a great example when I was a lot younger. I wanted to go do a roller coaster tour, quote unquote, and go do a whole ton of roller coasters. And I'm sure that we'll get to that later. We ended up going to Ohio, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, and we didn't just ride a whole ton of roller coasters. We saw those places. You know, even though there's a running joke, there isn't much to see in Ohio, there is a decent <laughs> amount to see in Ohio. And, and there's, you know, fun stuff to see in Pennsylvania, you know, exploring the parks and stuff like that, and kind of thinking about that cultural aspect of this is how people here exist, because I've lived in Los Angeles my entire life. So traveling is my way to see other places, other things. You know, to be quite frank, I don't know how much I'd get out of the house if it wasn't for roller coasters. <laughs> it's very nice. Excellent. So Mark, well, how about you? What, what is your perspective on this? I agree. It's certainly one of my favorite things for us to do together. And it's been an amazing adventure. One thing I've been thinking about recently is that we're in the United States, especially in Orlando and Southern California, when parks are really big tourist destinations and you get people from all over the world, which is fantastic. When we go abroad to parks, they're generally much more local, that it's usually we only see people who are from that area or that country. And so ironically, when we go to these places, you go to tourist attractions where you see all the tourists, but when we go to theme parks, you really see locals. And in many ways, I feel that it's a great way to immerse ourselves in local culture, to actually go to theme parks where people are there with their families and just enjoying the day, and we get to 
frequently meet people who are local to that area. Uh, so it's really a wonderful way to experience the world and that the roller coaster trips and theme park trips have really driven a lot of those adventures. Excellent. I can relate to what both of you said, Joel, in terms of these trips becoming more special and having reasons to leave the house and, and see not just the coasters and parks, but see the things along the way, the road trips that being a coaster enthusiast really gets you to do and the adventures and the fun. I've done many of those, whether it be road trips here in the US or, or you know, maybe not so much road trips, but trips all over the world. I travel a lot for work, especially in the past, more so at other jobs that I've had and then recently. I've had the great fortune to have ridden coasters on four different continents now and countless parks. Uh, my coaster count has definitely been beefed up a lot because of my international travels, so I can relate to that, all the traveling. The traveling is a huge component of being a coaster enthusiast. Mark, uh, in terms of what you mentioned, especially being overseas, yeah, I definitely have seen that. Even like a huge park, like a Disney park, like especially Shanghai, but even the the other the Japanese parks and whatnot, it's mostly locals. I mean, I was blown away by the level of passion that the local Japanese people have for Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea when I went there a number of years ago. It was very heartwarming and how much they love those parks and how, how much they really get into the characters and the attractions and the whole experience. It was very heartwarming. So definitely can relate. My next question is, talk about these trips you go on. You've obviously been to a number of parks together. How would you say you coaster in your family? How do you go about it? Is it some plan? Is there a lot of planning in advance? And when you actually go on these trips, is it run, run, run? Or are you kind of take it easy and just kind of enjoy it like a relaxing vacation? How would you say these sort of things go for you? So our family generally has a motto that I believe was coined by myself and my mother. We don't like to vacation. We like to travel. We adventure to different parks, and very fortunately, my dad is the one who plans everything, and everything is planned uh, very, very specifically. Yes. It is this really interesting logistical exercise. I mean, as, as any coaster enthusiast knows, there are pockets of the world that have many of the best coasters, and that has certainly been part of what uh, drives our trips. For example, when we went to Scandinavia two years ago, it was all sort of daunting. And so we look, it's like, okay, there's Scandinavia. There's basically four countries. And then we go to RCDB and say, okay, let's look at all of the parks in Scandinavia and figure out what makes sense to go to. And then just try to figure out a route around that and also planning all the other tourist attractions that we want to go see. For that one actually in particular, I then also would Google and see if other people had taken coaster trips to Scandinavia, if there was any other kind of trip itinerary that we could follow. And I looked at the European Coaster Club website and saw not only had they done trips there in the past, but they were actually doing a trip the same exact time as we were. And so I had contacted Justin, who runs the European Coaster Club, who I actually met at an ACE event and told him that we would be at some of the same parks and some of the same days. So he kindly invited us to join for a couple of those days and we got to do some behind the scenes thing. And I'd say at least 75% of the people on that trip were also ACE members. So we got to spend time with a load of other enthusiasts for a few days and then broke off and did our own adventures across the rest of Scandinavia. Wow, that's really impressive. Once again, it's funny, everyone's different. Of course, each person has their own personality, but when you have a certain hobby, you have a group of people. One of my other big hobbies is I'm a huge car enthusiast and sports car, especially European sports cars. I've been in clubs for that. 
when you meet up for an event for sports cars, the, the level of commonality and the kinship you have. Well, similarly, I've seen that with coaster enthusiasts and friends of mine and people I've talked to like yourselves. And some of the things you're mentioning just remind me of things I've gone through and planning for these trips and looking up parks. And I remember when I planned my China trip, because I'd never been to China, I'd been to Hong Kong and Taiwan, which are not part of China, uh, but I'd never been to China, mainland China, and, until I went uh, about 11 months ago. I was talking to friends and looking up parks. And once you start looking at, especially a place like China, the websites are not often in English. And I use Google Translate to translate it. And then I was trying to find hours and I was getting almost a little bit of anxiety going because I was going in March. That's when I was going there for work. Well, March is the off season for a lot of parks here in the U.S., and where I was going in China, central eastern China, pretty cold still. And I wonder if the parks are going to be open and I'm going to have to take trains sometimes hours out of my way to go to just one of these parks. And I was very concerned about them being open. Well, I got very lucky when I actually went. I did the research as best I could. Still was not 100% certain that the parks were going to be open when I thought they were going to be when I was going. But uh, luckily they were open when I went. I went on some amazing coasters. Super exciting. So I definitely understand all the planning you went through and then these unique experiences, like you said, in Scandinavia. Yeah, that's awesome. You've started talking about some of your coaster adventures. You Like me, you guys have traveled internationally, obviously, which you're just talking about. Tell me, perhaps is there's one really crazy coaster trip you've taken, and maybe it's here in the U.S. I'm not just saying it has to be international. Tell me what made it crazy and some unique things about it. We've had a lot of coaster trips. Our first one's probably my favorite. That's the one that I remember the most, the most well. It's one that I talk about a lot with other coaster enthusiasts, my friends, things like that. And get ready. So we started at Cedar Point, and then we proceeded to drive to Kennywood, Idlewild, Lakemont, Del Grosso's, Knobles, Hershey Park, Doherty Park, Great Adventure, and Coney Island, which is 10 parks in 10 days and 62 roller coasters. And I don't think my spine has been the same since. It was great. Loved it. And this was one of the first trips. How old were you, Joel? I was 10. Oh my gosh, you must have been so excited. Thrilled. <laughs> Joel was fortunate that Joel was very tall. Ever since he was five, he had posters and books about roller coasters. And I want to ride Kingda Ka. And I want to ride Millennium Force, not knowing these places were you know, hundreds of miles from each other. Um, and I said, well, when you're 10, you'll be tall enough to go on these coasters and we'll do a trip. And that kept him quiet for a while. And then when he was nine, he said, you know, next year we're going on that roller coaster trip you promised me. And that's how it all started. And in fact, right around that time, in the, so this was the summer of 2012, uh, Brady McDonald, who is a, a journalist and writes a lot about theme parks, was writing for the LA Times at the time and wrote an article about a trip his family took from Cedar Point to Great Adventure. And I looked at my wife and Joel and said, this is the trip. This covers half of the roller coasters that Joel's been talking about going on. So I actually sent an email to Brady and asked if I could take him to lunch and told him I want to do your trip. So we got together and I said, how many people have contacted you? He said, you are the first. <laughs> he was an incredible resource in that and is a very nice guy and certainly one of my main resources for theme park and ride and roller coaster information ever since. That was really the trip that started it all. And at the end of the trip, we all looked at each other and said, we should do this every year. I'm not sure if my wife actually agreed with that, but no. Joel, Joel and I said, we should do this every year. I guarantee you she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so we still do. Nice. Nice, nice. When I was your age, Joel, about 16, it was about 17, actually, 
that's basically what I've considered my starting as an enthusiast. I'd ridden coasters before, but that's where I really felt like I was going crazy and really excited and wanting to do all of them. My first real coaster road trip was very much along the lines of what you just talked about, but that was, gosh, oh, maybe 10 years later. I'd done theme parks in between, but in between I also did a lot of college, which kept me pretty busy and pretty poor. So, right. but after I graduated college, shortly thereafter, I did my first road trip. I was living in California at the time. I flew out to New Jersey. I saw New York City for a little bit. This is in 2002. So I had to pay my respects at Ground Zero, of course. And I'm from New Jersey originally. But then after doing that, I then turned to the fun part of my trip and went to Great Adventure. Then I hit parks I'd never been to. I went to Hershey Park, went to Kennywood, and then Cedar Point, Kings Island. That year also, I have one of those rare credits because I also went to Six Flags Worlds of Adventure. Yaga Lake. I, yeah, I was very lucky to go there ever and in that rare period of those few years when Six Flags ran it. First trip to Cedar Point especially was just something else. And, you know, riding Millennium Force, which had just opened recently and, and all the other great coasters there, Raptor and Gemini and all that. Yeah, those coaster trips are, you know, you'll remember those for the rest of your life. I know I will. Joel, you are again now 16. So you started in a soon around 10 or so. so many of these kid years that road trip started when you were 10 a lot of your years here that you've spent in ace you've be classified as a quote-unquote kid preteen and early teens what has it been like being a kid in ace despite legally being a kid most people look at me and I, i'm right around six two six three most people think oh he's like 20 despite in school everyone will look at me and go oh it's the giant junior behemoth Everyone knows I'm 16, like, or my friend group, obviously. But when I go to Ace, no one really treats me like a kid. And it's really great because I'm just treated like another person who's super into roller coasters. And I talk about my experiences and talk to other people. And everyone's like, oh, like, you know, you're, you seem like really smart. Like, how old are you? Are you in college or something? I'm like, no, I'm a junior in high school. And everyone, everyone's a little shocked by it. I'll run into kids from time to time, and they all are just super, super mature kids. And I'll always joke, it feels the intelligent level of children is just rapidly declining. But it <laughs> seems like the roller coaster and like ace area is just a complete outlier to that. And it's awesome to say it quickly. It's it's so great just to meet other kids who are super in roller coasters and adults who don't treat me like, oh, you're just a kid you don't understand. Or, oh, you're just a kid. Like, how many roller coasters could you possibly have done? Like, you don't understand how a launch coaster could technically, if it falls back, then the wheels will lock in, like all that sort of thing. Interesting. You're not the first person. Like I said, I've done other interviews like this, and I've met many people over the years long before this podcast started up, Nace and so forth. And I've met a lot of kids. And I've seen what you described actually again and again. And I've seen this at, for myself at Ace events where there are what would be legally classified as a kid, as you said, and multiple kids there, but they are treated differently. They're part of the group. They're part of the culture and they're fellow enthusiasts. And the adults, the legal adults there appreciate, I guess, that these younger humans are interested in the same thing that they are. And I, I think I've been impressed and like you were talking about when, again, someone that's technically a kid, when they actually know details about manufacturers and the technology. I'm personally an engineer, so I love talking about that side of being a coaster enthusiast and knowing that, especially the technology as it changes and gets more exciting, you know, with all the launch coaster stuff we have these days and RMC, et cetera, et cetera. But when kids start talking about it, you can relate to them better. And it's, wow, okay, you're like an adult. 
you're not an adult. So I totally understand where you're coming from. That's a good answer. I like that. The last question I have for you guys, you've talked about your adventures, Scandinavia and your crazy Cedar Point to Great Adventure trip and all that, all the in-between park. What is the craziest thing that you guys have had to do to get to a certain coast? Maybe it's one you heard about. You were planning on a trip and a bunch of parks were all near the metro or near where you're going to be anyway, but there's this one park or one ride where you had to go really crazy to get there. Describe what that was, how you went about getting on that ride. We have two stories, actually. One that my dad, I'm sure, will tell because he did that alone, but I'll I'll tell the one about Scandinavia. We had to try to get to Colmarden, which is in the middle of nowhere, and we did not have a rental car at the time, so we figured out when we were planning the trip, okay, Colmarden, middle of nowhere, wildfire, looks awesome. How angry is my mother going to be if we go there? Well, there's animals, so she won't be that upset. All right, fine. We got a rental car, and we drove to Colmarden, which was like three hours out of the way. But before that, we did one roller coaster, right? I I may have said, well, there's actually one other (laughs) roller coaster that's kind of on the way to Colmarden, and that was Tronin at Skara Summerland. And then it turned out there was construction, and they had to divert us like another hour out of the way. But it's the only like SNS free flight coaster in the world, so we had to ride it. Right. It was great because you have to do such thing. Yeah, we were, we're only going to get maybe once. So, and then we, we ended up getting to Colmar and we did Wildfire. It was awesome. It was really worth it. And seeing a lot of those animals and you know, getting like kind of the high rise view over a whole bunch of, kind of safari pits and things like that was really nice. And it was driving an additional five hours for two roller coasters was not the best idea. But it was definitely worth it uh, in the end. <laughs> nice, nice. But you said you didn't have a rental car. So how did you actually get there? We rented a car for 48 hours. Oh, I see. So it's rented just for this. Wow. Okay. That's the type right. of kind of dedicated enthusiast kind of thing that we would do. Absolutely. I have another one. Like many enthusiasts, I, I've done a lot of things many people would call crazy. You had mentioned the RMCs. In 2018, I decided to try to ride all the RMCs in the U.S. that I hadn't ridden. Oh, wow. So so Twisted Cyclone had just opened at Six Flags Over Georgia, and I was in South Carolina on a business trip and saw that I could fly home through Atlanta. And I knew you could have a four-hour layover without additional fees, so I found an itinerary with a three-hour and 58-minute layover. So I get to Atlanta. I Uber to Six Flags Over Georgia. I desperately convince the security guards to take my luggage, which they were not happy about doing, but they finally relented. Rode the ride three times, Ubered back. Fortunately, I had clear, so I was able to go through security. Otherwise, I might not have made the flight back. But I realized that this was a very efficient way to do the coasters. So then also that same year, I did the same thing in Chicago to ride Goliath. I did the same thing in Dallas to ride New Texas Giant, which I had never done. And my wife couldn't quite figure out why these five-hour transcontinental flights were suddenly taking me 10 to 14 hours to get home. (laughs) And and finally, she looked at me. She's like, you are stopping somewhere in the middle of the country to ride a roller coaster, aren't you? (laughs) Yes, I I have to admit that 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 is indeed what I'm doing. If, If that's the worst thing I do and not tell her about. Uh, we have a pretty good marriage. This is taking like five hours too many. And she goes, I, mean, I guess so. And it kind of led to her pointing that out. <laughs> You're trying to help your dad make sure he gets to ride those coasters and not get in trouble. That's great. If that's the worst thing you do in a marriage, you're sitting really golden there. I love that. Again, it's the kind of thing that we do as enthusiasts. We'll have an, a long layover or go out of our way. I've done round the world trips where I've had to stop in multiple cities around the world. And probably the best example of that was I had to add one stop to get around the world airfare for a business trip to lower the cost. 
and I stopped in Hong Kong. Didn't have any business to, to do there, but it made sense to stop there given the route I was on between Asia and Europe and then back to the US. Wow, I'm here in Hong Kong for 24 hours. What am I gonna do? Oh, that's right, I'm gonna continue my conquest of going to every Disney park on the planet, so I went to Hong Kong Disneyland. And then with my trip to China last year, I once again achieved the title of having been to all the Disney parks on the planet, which I, uh, you know, I'm very proud of. So totally get it, you know, doing those five hour layovers makes a lot of sense to me. All right, guys, that is fantastic. I don't have any more questions or anything else that you guys would like to add. I just want to say that we love the fact that Ace exists oh, and yeah. that it's really brought all of us who love our roller coasters and everything that comes with it together. It's really just a great organization and we enjoy the podcast and we're uh, delighted to be part of it. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you very much, guys. I really enjoyed talking today and learning about your adventures and your experiences in ACE. And I love all this positivity you've experienced because of being an enthusiast and because both of you have been ACE members. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, too. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks so much for listening to this ACE Ride With Us mini podcast. We look forward to seeing you all again real soon.